welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 40 of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I am host Brandon Lachance. Brian Cavelli, master produced the intro and outro. It's been a few shows since I have given him proper credit. He deserves it. He is the man, great producer, and a great friend. It is the weekend. It's Saturday. A lot of things have been going on. I just got back from Chicago with IVCC Women's Basketball. We went to Chicago and played Kennedy King. Man, we lost by two. We should have never. It shouldn't even been close. It really shouldn't have. They had five players. One of them fouled out halfway through the fourth. We were up by 10 when this happened. They came back, rallied, and beat us. It was just bad decision-making, bad passes. One girl on their team had four or five offensive rebounds in that stretch of the fourth quarter. We just couldn't get anything going. It looked like we weren't playing with confidence. And we gave them a game plan. We said, like, hey, this could happen. They have four players. They're going to play free. They're going to start bombing shots, stuff like that. They hit two big threes and just kept plugging away, plugging away, getting offensive rebounds and giving them second, third, fourth chances. And that's what happened. It's unfortunate. I mean, we played hard for a lot of the game, and we deserved to win. They just they were better when they needed to be. It's still crazy to think that we lost to a team that was playing with four people in the fourth quarter. And everybody was upset, disgruntled. I mean, on the bus ride home, nobody spoke for at least a good, I'm going to say 40, 45 minutes when got some Wendy's and nobody was saying nothing. But season must go on, 7-11 and 11 now. You know what happens. It happens to the best of them. We still got plenty of games we can win. Still plenty of time left in the season. Although February is here. <laughs> like it's it's February. It's crazy. January flew by. I know I saw some posts on Facebook talking about January feels like it has 74 days. <laughs> no, it is flown by. Every day is flying by. I feel like I'm 34 now and in two weeks I'm going to be like 60. That's kind of how it's feeling. Whatever, time is time, it all goes the same. I guess it just goes by quick when you're enjoying life and doing what you want to do. So maybe that's what it is. One more thing about the IVCC game. There were some disgruntled parents upset, saying, you know, this kid didn't get to play this much, this didn't happen, whatever. I wish parents would back away from the situation. And I might hear some flack from this because, you know, everybody's a parent. I don't have any kids, but it seems, you know, 95% of this world, if you're... 20 and older have kids, which is awesome. That's amazing. I'm glad that people had babies, so friends and nephews and nieces and you know, all that good stuff. It's awesome. But let the coaches and players do their thing. If a player's disgruntled, yeah, especially junior college, high school, they're anywhere from 14 to 19 years old. So they're gonna complain, they're gonna whine, they're gonna do what they do. I did it, everybody does it. That's what happens. You're in a game and you get sat when you don't think you should get sat. So you're upset. That's awesome. That means you're a competitor. That means you want to be on the floor. That is amazing. That's what every coach wants. But we also need production on the court. If things are going your way and you're having one of those days, let somebody else see if they're having the opposite kind of way and having a great game to help the team win. It's not about you. It's not about the other person. It's not about any individual. It's a team. You win together, you lose together. It's not about who's got the most minutes. It's not about who gets the most shots. It's about who's put in those places to make the team win. 
Who's doing the things that is helping the team win? That's what matters most. I'm going to remember from this game that we lost to four people on the court. I'm going to remember more about the offensive rebounds we were getting in the second and third quarter and putting them back up. I'm going to remember those things, and hopefully we can key in on those and get better. And again, I'm an assistant coach. I'm not there that much at all. I wish I was there more. But I'm still a basketball guy. I still heard the parents. I'm still seeing kids' reactions and stuff like that. It was a tough loss, no doubt about it. I was discouraged. Head coach was discouraged. The other assistant coach was discouraged. Everybody was discouraged. You're supposed to be. We're all competitors. We're all competitive. We all want to win. That's why we do this. That's why I wanted to be a coach. That's why I've been involved somehow in sports since I was like 10 or 12 years old. That's what it is. That's how you're supposed to be. That's how you're supposed to be for the players and the coaches. Parents, I hate to say this, but you're bystanders. You're watchers. You're the audience. You're the fans. And yes, that's awesome that you're pumped up that you want this team to win as well. But you can't go and point one person out and say, well, why is this happening? Why is that happening? There was a lot of things going on in that game. And the people on the stands weren't in the locker room hearing game plans. You have to understand all of that before you can make an assessment and just start yelling at somebody or being upset about something. And that is not just IBCC parents, that is parents across the nation. I'm just using this as an example. Especially in the junior college level, it is not fun and games anymore. Yes, it is a game and everybody should enjoy playing a sport. But at the same time, these players are on this team with a scholarship. So this school is paying these players to play pretty much. That's what's going on. They're paying for their schooling to play. So it's the coach's discretion because they represent the school. They represent the people that are paying these players with scholarships to play. It's their discretion, their decision, who is on the court, who is not, who is playing well, who is playing not. And that, so it starts with the players. If you're playing well, if you're working hard, if you're busting your butt in practice, Coach sees that. Every coach in America sees that in practice. They're rewarded for that. They get those extra minutes. They get to be in those clutch possessions, end of game, wanting you to get the rebound, wanting you to put up that big shot, make that right pass, because they saw you do that in practice. If you're not doing all of that and somebody else is, then why wouldn't the coach put the other kid in that's also got a scholarship, that's also getting paid by the school? This isn't Little League where the parents are paying the money for them to join the little league and you know want the the coach to put everybody in and there's rules where you know everybody has to play at least two innings things like that that's not that's not where we're at anymore they're young adults they're learning life and life is you produce you play you don't produce you don't play just like at work you're producing you're getting raises you're getting the benefits from that job if you're not you're getting fired. You're getting laid off. Those things. That's life. That's how it works. They're at that age. This is junior college. A lot of these kids, if they were, IBCC doesn't have housing, but if they were at other places that do have housing, they're living on their own. They're getting their own groceries. They're doing their own laundry. That's where they're at now. This isn't let's babysit the kids. Coaches are giving them game plans. They are setting them up to win, but if they don't do that on the court, then, then that happens. It, it happens every city, every town across America. And it's one game. 
And the next game, you know, hopefully things are gelling right and the shots that we were taking fall this time. The rebounds that bounce out of hands stay in. The passes that were intercepted or foully air passes this game, hopefully next time they're not. And you learn and you keep growing. Yes, it is difficult to lose like that. No doubt. You take from it, you learn from it, you move on. There's no reason to sit there and start blaming people and yelling at people and saying people didn't get to play as much and whatever. But everybody got in the game. But at the end of the game, you want the pieces in that you think are best equipped to win. That's how it goes. But hopefully moving on, like I said, more wins to come. Wow. That is pretty much the only thing I wanted to talk about in this intro. We have a fantastic guest in St. Bede graduate, Brad Grolo. He is a physical trainer with the Kansas City Major League franchise. He is at a minor league team working with them. He just got back from the Dominican Republic about a week ago. He was working out of state, overseas. Great opportunity for him. He's doing great things with his education and with his love of baseball. Enjoy your weekend. Be back tomorrow. Please keep listening. Again, no disrespect to any parent at all. I get it. I understand. It's your kid. It's your kid's best friend. I understand all of that. And I understand you want them to win and be happy with what they're doing. And we do too. I understand it all, but there's just no reason to start yelling at people and thinking people aren't trying to do the best for the team, for the school, for the player. Not at all. That's not the case. We all want to succeed and be the best that we can be. That's enough with that message. Brad Grolo, great interview, great guy. Always hope him the best. Until next time, peace. We have reached, I don't know if we call this a milestone or not, but this is episode 40. All my guests are awesome. We always have great conversations. Really been excited for this one, especially when I saw a tweet with some news for this special guy I got here. I am, of course, talking about St. Bede graduate, Brad Grolo. How are you, Brad? Hey, Brandon. How are we doing? Doing pretty well. Thank you for joining us. I've been really excited about this conversation we're going to have here. Yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. I, I've been uh, listening to you know a lot of the people you've had on, and I really enjoyed listening. And yeah, to be number 40, how about it? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, I had to get you on. I'm like, anytime before 100, let's go 40. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a good number. <laughs> <laughs> so the tweet, of course, that I was talking about was... You received another position with the Kansas City Royals organization. Last year, you had started with them as a physical trainer. Well, believe it or not, it's actually the, the same position. I, I'm a minor league athletic trainer with the Kansas City Royals, and I'm working with their rookie ball affiliate based in Burlington, North Carolina. And uh, that is a team whom I worked with last season in 2019, and I will be back with them uh, for the 2020 season. And that is a short season, which uh, starts in June in the Appalachian League. So since you were already there last year, just talk about your time there. It's a different part of the world. You know, it's not middle of Illinois in the middle of the country. And I know it had to be a little bit different for you going out there the first time. 
Yeah, you know what? With my job, I've been fortunate. I've been able to travel a little bit, you know, with Spring Training Complex is based in Arizona, so I've been able to go out to Arizona and, and see some things out there, and then going across the country to the to the East Coast, uh, to North Carolina, and the season we worked, uh, it was my, for my first year in professional baseball full-time, it was just a heck of a season. I had a really great group of guys. We had some second, third-year young Latino players, and we also had some newly drafted guys as well and they just came together and meshed well and I had a great coaching staff, a great strength coach, um, our general manager there in Burlington is awesome our clubhouse manager is great and we, we made it to the championship game unfortunately uh, we didn't win the series but, but looking back on it it was just such a great group of guys and I just couldn't have asked for a better first year uh, working professional baseball. Definitely and we will get to your playing career because of course you played in college and in high school but just talk about yeah. that feeling, I mean you are are a baseball player, a baseball fan. You know, baseball has pretty much been your life since, you know, you're a little kid. And then, bam, you get this opportunity to be in a professional baseball organization and around the game that you love. So just talk about that feeling and getting to watch these players that are going to the next level and, you know, they have the potential to, you know, progress their careers and you're a part of that. Just talk about that feeling. Yeah, it is an awesome feeling, you know, and for me, uh, when I look back on kind of how I got here, when I first started at McKendree University, my undergrad, I didn't exactly know what I wanted to major in, and looking at different uh, opportunities, and I, and I found athletic training, and I took a couple entry-level classes, and I just loved it, and it I just, just took off from there, you know, and to be able to get into the game of professional baseball, it's been very humbling for me, and I've been able to meet a lot of people, and just uh, being exposed to so many you know, new opportunities, it's, it's been awesome. And, you know, a big part of my job as an athletic trainer is we take these professional players and we do evaluations on them. And our main goal is obviously to keep them healthy. And we find things in these evaluations where, you know, we can tell a player, hey, uh, you need to work on this range of motion or this kind of, you know, you need to work on strength of your external rotators of your shoulder or, or you know, things like that. You need to work on the, your hamstring tightness. And, you know, to be able to help a player to get to his full potential, uh, that, that's the ultimate goal. And we want to see these players move up, you know, through the system. And as an athletic trainer, strength coach as well, we all, that's our ultimate goal. What is the interaction with you and the players, you know, besides being a physical trainer and, you know, giving them ice and, and helping them out with stuff like that? Are you talking to them on the sidelines? Do you, you know, see them out away yeah. from the ballpark and things like that? Well, you know, what? You, when you're around these guys, you're around them every day. You know, you travel with them, you're on the bus with them, you, you see them on the field, in the training room, sometimes you dinner with them, you know, when you're getting ready for the game, and you form relationships with these guys. And it's just so important to uh, be personable, form these relationships, because you're around them all the time. And that's what's so cool about this job, is that, you know, you're in the dugout during the game, cheering on the guys, and you want to perform and, and do so well, and that's just all part of the job, you know, and I just really enjoy that. That sounds pretty awesome. Can you so yeah. far from, you know, last year going into this year, are you able to call any of them your friends yet? <laughs> you want to stay professional with the guys. You know, you evaluate their injuries, and if they're sick, you know, you want you want to help them, and you just want to make sure you stay professional with the guys. And hey, I don't know if I call them a friend, but I, I just, you know, we're all part of a really good organization in the Royals organization, and just really enjoy working with them. That's fantastic. <laughs> like, I'm really yeah. happy for you to be able to do that. And I think I told you that last time that we spoke. That's awesome. 
Yeah, for sure. You said we would, uh, you know, talk about your playing career. We'll, of course, lead up to, to where you're at now and stuff like that. But graduate St. Bede in 2013, and I knew you as a slugger. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> how I originally met you and, and how I knew you. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, even going back to uh, the Little League days and, you know, grew up, growing up uh, in this area, in the Illinois Valley, we have just a lot of good memories from Little League and Central States and then, you know, progressing on to St. Bede. Uh, I just had so many great teammates. There's a lot of talent that I played with, boy, and it's just a lot of good memories. And I'm so fortunate to such a great baseball career and sports career. And it's just so fun to look back on, especially when I come home and look at some of the, the plaques and, you know, trophies and things I have here at home it just uh brings back a lot of good memories and when i see my friends out you know when i saw them around the holidays we still talk about you know some of those big games and like i said it's just it's just a lot of fun to bring up and then of course after the bruins you went to mckendry college spent four years there and i mean you made some noise on that baseball team as well yeah, we uh, didn't win as much as we'd like to. We uh, we had a lot of fun being able to play college baseball. Those were some of the best years of my life. You know, I really enjoyed being able to play, and that's something I've always wanted to do. I remember freshman, sophomore year of high school, I wanted to play college ball because I just loved the game so much. And it was a great university, great coaches. I just loved it, and it was just a lot of fun. So now, you know, as a as a physical trainer and you're watching and making sure nobody gets hurt and stuff like that, are you, I'm not going to say critiquing, but you're watching it like, man, I may have done that differently or I would have done that. Does that ever go through your head? Uh, not, not really. You know, I mean, for my job, I, you want to stay within your job description. You know, that's what the coaches are for, you know, and, and my job, I, I take it very seriously and we look at together as like me and the pitching coach we'll watch pitchers and we'll make sure their mechanics look good and i look at the game a little differently than the average fan might look at it you know because when you're watching the game you know you're watching how pitchers perform and you're looking to make sure they're not using their shoulder in a different way or you know they're favoring the way they throw because that could mean they're they're feeling something or they're having some discomfort and that's my job to be able to pick up on some of those things because pitchers and these guys they want to play they're, they're going to push through things and it's my job sometimes to hold them back uh, because if they continue to push through things they're going to injure themselves worse and that's how I look at the game now and you know what I, I love it it's it's what I do and it keeps me around the game of baseball and I just couldn't be happier. And when you were playing at McKendry, didn't you go through, I'm trying to remember right, so I'm not going to say what injuries were, but didn't you sustain a couple injuries through your college career? Everybody remembers me by my dang knee, my, my good old ACL knee, you know, and so my sophomore year at St. Bede, I tore my ACL, uh, my first varsity football carry, a non-contact injury, it was in Kiwani, yeah, I, I tore my ACL then, and I rehabbed my whole sophomore year, and I came back my junior and senior year, uh, no issues, and then I was playing summer baseball, heading into my freshman year at college at McKendry, and uh, kids slid into me at home, into my left knee, and I, yeah, I tore my ACL again. So I, I ended up redshirting my freshman year at McKendry, and then I played three years of college ball there, and you know it was a lot of fun. And I, I still have—I don't think I'll ever use it, but I still have one year of NCAA eligibility left. So you never know. <laughs> <laughs> so literally, you but, could go and play this this spring if you wanted to. I, I don't know how the NCAA, I don't know how that all works because I've been out of NCAA for a couple of years now, but I, I still got one more year if I ever want to put the lace them up again. You know, <laughs> I can't. Even even imagine that phone call. Hey, sorry, Kansas City Royals. I'm going to go play some ball. Yeah, you know, that's not going to happen. I mean, I love working for the Royals, but that is, uh, that is kind of funny when I look back on it. <laughs> that's, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah. 
So with you yeah. going through injuries yourself, does that make it easier for, you know, you to take care of other people or to, you know, console them when things are going yeah. wrong and, and things like that? Does that make your for job sure. easier? For sure. I mean, yeah, when a guy goes through an injury, you have, you have different aspects of it. You have, you have the physical aspect of it, you know, the mental aspect of it, and you just that aspect of it's a huge part as well and when guys can get down in the dump sometimes when they're not playing and you know i, I can relate very well with these guys because i've been in their shoes you know and that's where i, I feel like you know I, I love this job because i i can help these guys push through those mental hurt, hurdles when they're when they're rehabbing you know and I, I can find different types of you know extrinsic and intrinsic ways to motivate these players to, to get them back that's what i really love doing you know and i hate the guys see injured but injuries happen and it's my job to get them back as quickly and, and safely as possible and when i look at the athletic training profession you know it's just the perfect blend of sports and sports medicine and it just fits me so well and it's just something i can see myself doing for for a long time and i can make a career out of it so that's awesome i don't know why but i say that's awesome after everything but <laughs> because it's awesome <laughs> for sure for sure it is and it's it's fun you know it's you love sports i love sports it's a sports podcast and it's fun to talk about it i know we've talked about this in person or you know the last time we did an interview which i believe was over the phone as well but just talk about that moment when you know you're getting out of college you know what you want to do and then you land this position with the kansas city royals i mean that had to been you know a monster you know, celebratory moment for you. Yeah, well, it was funny when I look back on it. I got the offer, well, my now boss, he called me on December 31st when he offered me the job of, what was the, the 2018, into the 2019 season. And it was just a great way to start the, the, the year of 2019. And it was awesome. And, you know, for me, with the Kansas City Royals, when I was getting my master's at the University of Nebraska-Omaha, I was their intern athletic trainer for the Omaha Storm Chasers, their AAA affiliate, during the summer of the 2017 and 2018 seasons and so I was able to you know make some connections within the Royals organization and I have a great mentor and Dave Ionica who was the, the trainer I mentored or the trainer I shadowed for two years along with uh, Mike Nicola the head athletic trainer for the University of Nebraska Omaha as well those are two great guys I look up to and you know, to this day, I'm, I'm very, very thankful to have that opportunity with the Storm Chasers because it did. That was my in with the Kansas City Royals, and it landed me my, my first true full-time job. And to be able to be with such an organization from the general manager, um, Dayton Moore, I think he's going on. This is going to be his 14th season with the Royals. Great man, very faithful man, guy that is just full of leadership and just leads the organization. Um, and we're just so excited for the 2020 season. And, you know, we have a very young core at the big league level, and we have some uh, very bright prospects that are coming up through the system, and it's just a great time to be part of the organization. So your time at University Nebraska-Omaha, you did some learning, you got your master's yeah. degree, and it sounds like you did some networking that helped you in the position that you are now as well. Yeah, and if anything, sometimes it comes down to who you know and then the connections you can make. And I was able to get in with that AAA Omaha Storm Chasers and to, to work those summers, AAA, working with those guys that are so close to getting to the big leagues. It was, uh, it was you know, it was overwhelming at first, you know, coming from the Illinois Valley and just trying to work, work my way up and then working with these professional guys and then just learning, just trying to absorb as much as I could my first year. And I was fortunate to do it again for for a second summer and that second summer I really was comfortable and, and just worked so hard and it's just very fortunate that it was able to work out where I was able to get 
on full-time with the Royals. And as a fan, what MLB team do you support? The Kansas City Royals, for sure. <laughs> they're, they're my favorite team. Were they your favorite team before? It doesn't matter. They're my favorite team now. <laughs> <laughs> the most diplomatic answer I think I've had on that po- on this podcast. I love <laughs> that's, it. That's, that's how it works. They're my favorite team. I mean, now that you're obviously a part of the team and, and things like that, are you watching more Royals games than you probably ever have before? For sure. I, I try to watch the highlights of every big league game and, and keep in touch or, and keep in track with all the guys in the minor league. And, you know, with, it's nice now you have this MILB app where you can put all your favorite teams, and all my favorite teams are all of the Royals affiliate teams from AAA, AA, single A, and you can keep track on how all the guys are doing and then see the highlights of, of the big league club as well. And, it's just fun to, to keep track on, on all the guys within the organization. When you get into a new position or you know a new career field, there's always goals. We always, as human beings, we set goals and you know things that we want to accomplish and progress up the, the ranks and stuff like that. So with you in this position, physical trainer, you're with you know the Kansas City Royals, what are some goals for you going forward that you want to accomplish and you know work up the rankings of, of the organization? Yeah, I feel like the goal for anyone, whether you're the player or an athletic trainer, anyone within the organization, is you want to work your way up throughout the minor leagues and eventually make it to the big leagues. And with that comes a lot of hard work, a lot of learning, and it takes a lot of sacrifice in order if that's in order to make that happen. For me, as an entry level, you know, as a just starting as an athletic trainer, I just want to be able to learn and absorb from all my coworkers on what that have a lot of experience and try to take in as much as I can. And what I've been doing this off season is trying to improve on my Spanish and working on that. Also, there's a lot of educational online videos to help me better understand how to evaluate injuries, learn different techniques for rehabilitation, different treatment techniques. You know, with the field of athletic training, it's always, it's a, it's always evolving. And so it's your job to stay on top of everything that's happening and changing within the profession. And that's what I've been trying to do this offseason, just trying to get better. I've had some downtime, which has been nice, but now with the new year, you're really motivated to learn my Spanish and get better. And that's what I'm trying to do and, and work my way up. So what I just heard there is you learning Spanish, you learning different techniques and training treatment. That is equal to increasing your RBIs, run score, home runs, triples. Well, I mean, not necessarily. I, I don't know if that, that's the end all by any means. Years of experience it definitely plays a part. And just trying to make connections and do a good job. You know, I have a strong faith in, in the man above. And, you know, he, he's guided me so far in this life. And I truly believe he'll guide me as I continue to move forward throughout my life. And I do what I can control. I work hard. Uh, have fun, uh, talk with people, communicate well, enjoy life, and, and let the chips fall where they may, you know? And I, I just believe God will continue to place me in, in the right spots in my life, and that's that's how it'll go. That sounds like a learning lesson for everyone. With your career path and things that have been going on, there was some awesome news that you also got to do. You went on a little trip for work, didn't you? Yeah, just got back from the Dominican Republic. Um, it, it was 
unbelievable experience a great trip i went with a couple of our team doctors some of our athletic trainers as well and we went down to our dominican academy there um, in santo domingo and we uh, did all the physicals for all of the players down there all of our orthopedic physicals or general medicine physicals it was really cool to see the complex see where the kids stay see the fields see the athletic training room see the strength room uh, it's a great complex for those kids have down there also some of the kansas city doctors came down with KU med students and they in a local community they put on a health clinic and we were able to assist with that in the community and that was just a great learning experience as well taking in some of the food was awesome you know getting familiar with the culture there we also went to a Dominican Winter League game and it was the playoffs and it was a heck of an experience you talk about passionate baseball fans down there that was really really cool to be able to go to a, a Dominican Winter League baseball game there all in all it was one heck of a week and I just really enjoyed that it was awesome when you're like walking in public or you're at a game things like that did you see a lot of american mlb jerseys while you're out there well, you see some hats we saw some royals hats you see some other teams hats um but those fans they're wearing the jerseys of the team there you know it was the toros versus the the los tigres um and you know you see some uh former big league players that like hamlin ramirez was playing junior lake he's a former player for the cubs he was playing on those teams so there was some good competition and uh yeah it was it was cool that sounds like a awesome experience that you got to enjoy I would go back again with those guys, and it's just cool to be able to see the culture, and it was a great learning experience. We've discussed, you know, you were a player, high school and college, and then you went to master school where you were in programs and stuff, watching sports, helping people out. And now you're, you know, doing it professionally with professional organization, which is awesome. But along the way, you know, these players watching and, you know, you're taking care of now, they had to start somewhere. And the way they took care of their body and the way they, you know, took care of their mind to let them be the players they are now started when they were young. So do you have any advice as a physical trainer or a former player or somebody that's even around these players on a normal basis every day? Any advice that you try to give the kids that you talk to about what they should do with their time now? Yeah, well, I think that's a great point, uh, especially when we talk about the game of baseball. You've kind of heard it. It kind of started in 2013, 14, 15 year. You heard of this UCL ep- epidemic and these young kids that are that are having surgery on their Tommy John ligament at such a young age. And it, it's disheartening to hear. It's our job as medical professionals to kind of put an end to that. And there's been a lot of progress on that. And what I tell you know, kids in grade school, kids in high school that are aspiring to play college baseball, it's important, you know, to play another sport. This early youth sports specialization, it just puts kids at a risk, especially kids that want to play baseball all year round. And it's, it's important to educate them that, you know, that playing baseball, it, it's seven months, eight months, it, it tops, and they need to play in the winter. They can play, I mean, they can play baseball in the spring and in the summer, but when it comes to the fall and winter seasons, they need that downtime. They need to let their body play another sport, whether that's, I don't know, basketball, football, whether they wrestle or do indoor track or soccer. They need to play that second sport, especially when they're young like that, because it helps in train different muscles it helps promote different movement patterns and a lot of the time you'll hear college coaches that when they're recruiting they, they like to look at different kids that have played more than one sport especially when we're talking in the realm of baseball here um so i just really recommend kids to uh play another sport and you know when, when baseball comes around whether you're looking at you know your junior senior year where you're looking to get recruited then you can really focus more on baseball um, but when you're young play as many sports as you can uh, that's what i recommend and 
that's how it should be. When you were younger, you played other sports besides baseball, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I, I love them all. And that's one nice thing about this area. You know, we have these, these smaller schools, and it's very welcoming to play more than one sport. And I know a lot of kids, you know, do that. And when we get to bigger areas, that can become a, a little more troublesome. But, you know, this area, you, you should you should do it. Play basketball. doesn't even have to be the main sport. Whether you even go bowling or you do tennis, you know, just work different muscle groups. And that really decreases your injury risk. And, yeah, for me, I, I was at St. Bede. I, play, I played all three, basketball, baseball, and football and I loved every second of it. You get to meet a lot of yeah. people that way, too. Yeah, that's uh, no doubt about that. A lot of different friend groups play different sports and things like that. If you're a part of every sport, then you're a part of these different groups of friends, and it's good for networking, mm -hmm. even in high school. Exactly, exactly. And different coaches, you get to be coached differently, and it's just the, the way to do it, especially when you're, when you're young like this. Yeah, and as a sports writer, now I guess a podcaster, uh, <laughs> when I first started doing this 14 years ago, it seemed like everybody was a three-sport athlete. A couple years ago at the local newspaper, we were trying to figure out, you know, athletes of the year. There was 10 names on the board, and I think two of them were three-sport athletes, so it's definitely went down. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be three sports, you know, but what I'm saying is, you, especially when we're talking baseball, which is what I specialize in, is you can't be playing baseball 12 months out of the year at a, at a high level. You just can't. The body, the arm, you need that downtime. Otherwise, you're, you're, you're going to get injured. You put yourself at a really high risk to get injured, especially for a pitcher and a throwing athlete. And just find that second sport, whether it's, you know, basketball or something, just to work different muscle groups. So that is definitely what any doctor or anybody will tell you. Is that why Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley and just about every other basketball player in the NBA always play golf? Uh, yeah. hey, even golf, that's another great example. Just to get away, you know? And, and you see some of the greatest athletes, too. You see, uh, you know, you see uh, Kyler Murray. You know, he was a double sport athlete. You, you see a lot of guys that come up and, you know, they, they're playing more than one sport. Speaking of, I just watched the uh, Bo Jackson special, the ESPN 30 for 30 again. Wow, talk about two, yeah. a guy that could play two sports at a high level and oh, Kansas yeah. City Royals. He's one of, one of the all-time greatest. You, you know Bo, as, as the ESPN 30 for 30 calls it. Uh, that is a great you know series they have on him. and It's a shame he had that, that hip injury because that guy, he uh, played a lot more years on that. But, I mean, even with that, he, he still had a hell of a career. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Minor leagues and things like that, have you ran into, you know, the, the major league guys or any Kansas City legends or anything like that? Believe it or not, you know, when I was the intern in, in Omaha for two years, a lot of those guys in AAA, they're now uh, with the big league club, which is really cool. So I, I know quite a few of the guys on the big league club, and uh, being able to be with them and uh, see how they've grown, it, it's been really cool. And, you know, in the Royals organization, I, I've met George Brett. He, he's a great guy. You know, he's, he's our prize in possession, that guy. You know, he's a World Series champion and has his number retired and uh, what a guy. A really good guy to talk with and uh, yeah, that's that's the, one of the guys I've met for sure and along, along other guys within the organization as well. Is George Brett a Hall of Famer? Yes. Yeah, he, he, I don't, couldn't tell you the year he got inducted into the Hall, but he is, uh, he is a Hall of Famer for sure. What do you think uh, about this year's Hall of Fame class with uh, Derek Jeter? I mean, controversy over the, the one voter that didn't vote for him in, but for another discussion. But, but either way, he's one of the greatest shortstops, if not the greatest shortstop to ever play the game. And to see him get in, it's truly awesome. 
Who are some of the players that you worked with and chatted with in Omaha that are now in the big leagues? Ryan O'Hearn, uh, he's first baseman. Mickey Lopez, he's a second baseman. He uh, He's actually from Naperville, Illinois, originally. He went to Creighton. Adalberto Mondesi, uh, the shortstop for the Royals. Hunter Dozier is another name, third baseman. And then uh, you should know this name, uh, Jacob Junis. Uh, he's one of the starters for the Royals. He, he used to play at Rock Falls. A heck of an athlete. He had a hell of a career at uh, Rock Falls. Yeah, and a couple other players throughout the system as well and on the team. Uh, I could keep going, but those are the ones that first come to mind for sure. I remember, Jacob, I remember watching some games, Rock Falls and Mendota. I remember watching them against Mendota yeah. a couple times. Yeah, he was a good rival against uh, St. Pete and Alex Schwab as well. He's done well for himself. I, I was with him. I was with Junis when he was in AAA with Omaha, and I was in 17 and part of 18 before he, he got called up. And it was just cool to see him, you know, get the call. I remember in 2018, it was sometime in the summer, he, he got the call and made his debut. And he's uh, he's been up there ever since, you know, and he, he's done well. He's been He's been a uh, great guy in the rotation for the Royals, and uh, I think there's big things for him in 2020. You know, you just uh, got another year with this, the squad that you were with last year. I know we were talking about it earlier, and, you know, wherever your path takes you, you know, you're cool with that. Would you like to stay with them, you know, another year, or is there other teams, you know, different uh, farm system teams that you thought, like, hey, that would be a good experience? I, I don't exactly know. I just kind of, we'll just kind of see how this year goes and, you know, if there's any any movement or not, but uh, that's that's not, you know, that's not up to me and we'll just, we'll just have to see how it goes, but uh, I've been very happy with Burlington, my first year there. Um, it's, it's a great fan base, you know, they really embrace the, the community really embraces the team. Uh, a lot of cool fans and a lot of great people and uh yeah i really really enjoyed working there and i can't wait to get started again in june i mean you're in north carolina and just took a trip to dominican republic for work <laughs> i i don't think there's much to complain about yeah i, I wouldn't say that and i'll be going to arizona here at the end of february for spring training where it'll be 70 75 every day so you, you can't complain about that either you have to be pumped up about spring training right around the corner this is going to be my actual first full spring training working because I, in 2019, I graduated in May and I hopped right on with the short season team in Burlington. So I never actually got to work uh, spring training because I was finishing my schooling. So this is going to be my, my first spring training of 2020. And I know it's, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an amazing experience. The, the cool thing about it is you'll have everybody from the big league team, from all the players from triple A, double A, uh, you know, single A, rookie ball, everybody's in one location, and it's where you get to talk with all of the staff members and, and everybody who's there and all the players before they break for uh, the, the full season club. So it, it's going to be a really great experience. Awesome. I'm happy for you. I'm glad that you're going to get a full year here. I know you deserve it, that's for sure. I'm very, very excited. I, I've, I've had a nice little winter break, and now you're just getting excited to head out there and, and get things going. Is there really a such thing as a nice winter break? Uh, well, hey, when you're talking in baseball terms, I, I've been telling some people, you know, this is, <laughs> you know, I, I guess when you're in the Illinois Valley, too, you're just looking at snow every day, but this is this is my, technically my summer break, you know, because when you're working baseball, you, you're working all summer, so yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. Spoken <laughs> like a true baseball guy. That's right, that's right. Well, Brad, thank you for joining us. It is always a pleasure to speak with you. Hopefully we can have you back sometime. Yeah, and like I said, uh, the, the big number 40 on the podcast, and 
really appreciate you having me on. Uh, it's been great talking with you, and go Royals.